Episode 32, We Didn't Stop the Fire, But We'll Try to Fight It. It can be infuriating to watch news headlines that wear us down each day. The people who govern us seem to make poor decisions, or even no decisions at all. As I end this week's reflection on who has the power to govern, I've landed on some perspectives to adopt and some paths to pursue. Keep listening. Welcome to Peace Matters, a show that uncovers peace in our communities, our countries, and deep within our souls. I'm your host, Maya Mathias, founder of Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. Join me as I share three things in the show. One, curated stories that impact us as fellow humans. Two, tools for inner peace and insights that rebuild our communities. Three, updates on the peace-building work I do, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. Be sure to head over to inventivelinks.com to sign up for our Peace Matters newsletter, where I share bonus resources to build more peace in your world. And now, on with the show. Part 1. As the World Turns. Curated stories that impact us as fellow humans. So you may have guessed, if you're a music lover, that today's podcast show title is inspired by Billy Joel's 1989 song titled We Didn't Start the Fire. And it was such a beautiful coincidence as I was putting today's show together that I realized one of the lyrics in that song China's under martial law is a direct reference to the crackdown on Tiananmen Square that I talked about in the last episode, episode 31 of this podcast. I love when that happens. It's all good. And to build on that notion, the song We Didn't Start the Fire was essentially a 40-year look at recent history from 1949 to then 1989, when the song came out. And Billy Joel was trying to paint this portrait of how there are certain things in the world that keep repeating ourselves, these cycles of violence or protest or government dysfunction. It's just a recurring theme that happens in human history because of our human nature. And sure, we have some pockets of bright spots. And he does mention some of those in his song as well, pop culture references. For instance, Marilyn Monroe is one of the lyrics in the song. But the broader point he wants to make is we, when we're born, we are often plopped into a culture or a society that has been dealing and continues to deal with the same long-standing issues. The nature of those issues may change from decade to get decade, but the underlying, the root of those issues are are fairly similar. And we're living in a period now where we seem to be reliving the the late 1960s all over again. Civil rights are under attack. There is more violence sort of bubbling up all over the world. And it's more of that same recurring rhythm. So 
we didn't start the fire is his, Billy Joel's reminder to us that we're being plopped into situations and societies and conditions and problems that many of which have been going on for a long, long time. On that note, I did spend some time this week thinking about how some of us may have personally witnessed those cycles recur over the course of our lives. And in particular, I'm thinking about some people among us who are 90 years old or older. Because this week, a few of them made the news and I got to watch one of them live on stage. So I've been thinking about Queen Elizabeth, who is 93 years old now. I've been thinking about the veterans of the World War II generation, because this week we we commemorated the 75th anniversary of D-Day when some of them stormed the beaches of Normandy, France to start to take down Nazi Germany. And I also had an opportunity this week to listen to a former Secretary of State in the U.S., George Shultz. He was active or more active in the 80s, round about the time that Billy Joel wrote his song. And Secretary Schultz is now 98 years old. And it was very inspiring to see him continue to do his work, continue to be very sharp and observant in his thinking about the future. I think that's the name of his latest book. It's Thinking About the Future or something to that effect. And it's been a little awe-inspiring for me to consider these 90-something-year-old people still alive, still doing their thing, and receiving standing ovations and cheers because, not only because they've lived such a long life, but because they have done their work to try to fight these fires that seem to recur in every generation. And it's their dedication to doing that work that gives them the power to govern and that makes us feel comfortable that they are governing and that they still show up in our lives to make us realize that as difficult and as challenging as some of our issues are these days, we are not the first or the only people to have had to deal with these challenges. And we can and will and need to try to fight them. Part two, Ohm is where the heart is, tools for inner peace and insights that rebuild our communities. So to build on the last thought from the last segment, where I mentioned these 90-some-year-old people who have this tremendous power to govern because they've lived long enough, they've seen it all and done it all, and we feel comfortable that they are still in our lives showing us the way, It makes me wonder, do all of us, especially if we're much younger, do we have to wait till we are in our 90s or to have done similarly great and brave things like these veterans or longtime public servants? No, 
we just need to show that we have done the work in our respective lives and communities to understand what's going on and to contribute to our field, to our community, or to our cause. And so I want to share a somewhat unusual example of this by thinking about and honoring and celebrating legendary music icon Prince. Because earlier this week, on Friday, June 7th, it would have been his 61st birthday. He passed rather tragically and suddenly about three years ago, but his fans all over the world, and particularly here in America, continue to celebrate him and his music. In fact, when he was alive and he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Alicia Keys, another famous musician and singer-songwriter, used the metaphor of kings when she was introducing him and inducting him into that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because he was, Prince was his given name. You might think it's his stage name, but that was the name that his father gave him. And so it it was natural for Alicia Keys to use that and then to use the metaphor of kings and to put him on that same pedestal, if you will, as actual kings when paying him that tribute. So if you were to look at someone like Prince in that context, what gives him that sense of being regal? What gives him, what gave him and still gives him the power to reign? Well, he had done so much in his life and his contributions were multifaceted because it wasn't just contributing to his industry or to his local community. He also gave so much of himself to charitable causes, to creating music that spoke to social issues and world issues. I'm thinking now of one of his songs that talked about nuclear bombs in the Cold War. And you might not even realize that because his songs are so catchy and so danceable and so emotive. Sometimes you don't necessarily catch certain lyrics, but there was a social conscience in his lyrics that makes his music everlasting and timeless. And that's something that we can strive for in our work as well. Where can we inject that sense of community? Where can we inject our passion and dedication for the issues of our time, the fires that we want to fight in our age? How can we bring that into our work? And one last point on Prince is his dedication for excellence was married with his ability to be completely original in his creative pursuits. There is no one quite like Prince. He found his voice. He found his unique way of being in the world. And yet in that originality, he continued to express himself in a way that was still universal because the things he spoke to are universal. They are universal principles of humanity and being in relationship with each other as we try to fight these fires that seem to repeat themselves generation after generation. And finally, he is the kind of musician and artist and philanthropist and human being, and now spirit, who was able to reign and govern our hearts and uplift our souls. 
And so that is something we can draw inspiration from. We can choose to govern ourselves and other people in this way too, to be benevolent as well as smart in the ways we approach our desire to lead. And one final point on this is, I talked about this in one of my live streams this week, the importance of honesty and the three pillars of honesty, whether it's honesty in being someone who governs others or honesty in the way we choose and elect the people who govern us. We need to think about intellectual honesty, emotional honesty, and spiritual honesty. Do our leaders check all three boxes? We think of honesty sometimes in a very simplistic way, but there are many layers to honesty. And it reminds me of another Billy Joel song, actually. Another one of his famous songs is Honesty. That's another song worth listening to. But when you think about our approach to governance, either governing or being governed, it is important to think about these three pillars of honesty when we do so. Part three, news and views, updates on our peace building work, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. I'm going to end off today's show with just two quick reminders. One, if you're not already aware of it, I have started doing live streams on my social media platforms, and I welcome you to join me there. I go on every weekday at Roughly the same time, kind of around midnight, uh, midday, <laughs> midday Pacific time. Sometimes I leave it till later. So the best way to know when I go live is to follow me on my social media channels. And you can start doing that by going to inventivelinks.com slash live. That's inventivelinks.com slash L-I-V-E. There are links to my social media channels there. Be sure to follow me on those channels so you can be notified each weekday when I go live. And if you're not already on my newsletter list, what are you waiting for? Sign up. Go to inventivelinks.com. Don't need to click on any other pages. There's a learn more button right there on the homepage. Click on that to subscribe to my newsletter because my weekly newsletter is where I incorporate all the things that I do through the week, whether it's the podcast or the live streams or other stories that I don't have the time to cover elsewhere. All those details go into the newsletter and I include other resources that I only share in the newsletter. So you're missing out if you're not on that list. Again, go to inventivelinks.com to learn more and subscribe. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I will catch you next time on this Peace Matters podcast. You've been listening to Peace Matters with me, Maya Mathias. This podcast is proudly powered by Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. If you like this podcast, please consider supporting it by going to inventivelinks.com support. Want to take your podcast experience to the next level? 
sign up for my next online workshop and start building a stronger path to peace inside and out. Go to inventivelinks.com events for more information. Sign up for a workshop, then show up with your best questions on the stories and insights we feature and with a sincere desire to lead a more peaceful existence. Till next time, let's make peace matter more each day. Bye for now.